Hello everyone. Welcome to the Austin Reynolds Sports Talk Show. I am your host, Austin Reynolds. It's a pleasure for y'all tuning in this morning with me this morning. Hope everybody's having a blessed Wednesday morning, is having a blessed week. But without further ado, let's get into the prayer and let's get this show started. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for another great day, another great week. I pray that you continue to bless each and every one of us as our road through life. We know it's got a lot of bumps and it's a lot of heartache. But Lord, we know with you at the head that we're going to be good. And I pray that you give me a good show today. You give the fans something interesting to listen to. I pray that you give me all the knowledge that I have wrote down in these notes. And I have everything how, how it needs to be for this podcast and this show. And I pray that you continue to bless me and my family and everybody else in their family. You continue to guide us and show us your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Like I said, um, I hope everybody's having bliss Um week so far um i know i am god's been good you know continue to bless me with my work continue to bless me with my with my show um i appreciate every single one of y'all for tuning in with me through the ups and downs of this and continuing to be, to be there and be my big and be my support system I, I love each and every one of my fans and i big shout out to my wife who's continually supporting what i do is continually being there for me and i'm hoping to get her on the show pretty soon now, I'd like to make an announcement. I am 21 views away on Anchor from getting my first sponsor. So I appreciate all y'all that's tuned in and has listened to my podcast and that's continuing to do so. It's greatly appreciated. I appreciate everything that y'all do. But enough with all that. <coughs> I just want to thank y'all. I just want to continue to give y'all the praise. Not the praise, but to continue to give y'all the thank you because without y'all, this ain't possible. And without God, this ain't possible. So y'all are helping me so much. And I pray and continue. Y'all continue to support me and stick in with me through these first stages of the not so good quality to where I'll be able to sit there and have enough, make enough money to be able to sit there and do these podcasts at a place where I have better service. I mean, better quality. And I appreciate every single one of y'all. But without further ado, let's get into the show. Um, we're going to start off in college sports. We're going to start off in NCAA football. Former Oklahoma quarterback Caleb Williams has transferred to USC. Um, this shouldn't come as a surprise to nobody. Um, honestly, really ain't much to talk about on this because, you know, Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma this year. And... Caleb Williams going was not a surprise. I mean, Oklahoma's had a lot of downfall. A lot of loyal players have went to USC because of this. I don't know how many. I know I read an article about it, but I've seen it. And, you know, Spencer Rattler, he transferred out of Oklahoma. So Oklahoma's had a lot of turnover. But I think they're going to be okay. He's got to get that quarterback situation right before opening day in September. But, yeah, I mean, this Caleb Williams situation was very not hard to predict. I mean, everybody kept saying Georgia, but, I mean, if he went to Georgia, he wouldn't see the field. Cause we got too many players with Gunner. Brock, Beck, and Stetson Bennett coming back after winning a national title. He wasn't going to play more than likely. So I kind of figured he'd go to USC to where he was coached at. Um, that was definitely just a smart move by him. And I think in USC is putting pieces together where they're going to be tough in the Pac-12 this year. I think Lincoln Riley can turn that USC program into the old USC program. Maybe not Pete Carroll program, but a program that's going to be competitive and can be in the hunt for the playoffs if they have them good years. I might, it might take a year or two for they get right where I believe they'll be, but I think they'll be a top five team every going in a top five, top ten team every year in the next couple of years. But really, that's all I have on that because it really wasn't much to talk about on it because, I mean, a lot of people expected it. I mean, I definitely expected it. So, But then we're going to go into college hoops. 
with the preview of the Kentucky versus Vanderbilt game. As y'all know, my Kentucky Wildcats have reached the top five with a big win over Kansas this past week. Beating them 80-62, to and then they had that tough loss to Auburn. But that's it was a good game with Auburn, so that, those two came together and it's helped them out a lot. And Vanderbilt has lost five of the last seven. I don't see this being close. I see Kentucky getting up to about 28-point lead around part of this early in the second quarter. But I see Vanderbilt bringing it back down. I don't think they have enough to stop Oscar at all. And I think that Brooks is going to have another good game. And I think Washington is going to play better. And I think Oscar is going to come out with another double-double. Um, I don't think Kentucky has enough manpower for this team. And like I said, I still say Kentucky's a elite eight team right now, and I don't. I think Vanderbilt may be around a thirty-two team. I think Vanderbilt will get into the tournament. I think if they can fix this round, but right now they're looking like they won't. But I still predict Vanderbilt will find their way into the tournament because I figure they'll pick up some wins toward the end of the year. Um, I think Vanderbilt's got a good enough team to get into the tournament, but they gotta win games that they shouldn't be losing. Like the games they've lost to some of these teams, they should not be losing them. You know because, but. At the beginning of the year, I really thought it was a tournament team, but they, they keep playing out as they won't be. But I think if they turn it around, they can definitely be a tournament team this year. And they can get into March Madness and maybe win a game or two. But yeah, I just got Kentucky winning this game 86-71. I got it being pretty one-sided for the most part. If anybody's just getting on a little run when they put the backups in and cutting it down to 15, I think this game really could be like 91-61 if, they, if Kentucky put the floor and if they kept, kept it. Up and they got up big. I don't. I just don't see Vanderbilt hanging with them. But Kentucky has a tendency the last couple years to let teams hang with them that they shouldn't. But I think it's gonna be a good game. And I just really think Washington's gonna step up. I think that Oscar's gonna hit him with another double door. I think Brooks gonna go in. I think Frazier gonna go in. I think they all gonna have a good game. I think this is a team that they can sit there and handle pretty nicely. And I think we'll. Get, continue to keep winning try to get up higher in the AP rankings but that's gonna really do it for the college stuff because there really wasn't much to talk about I mean Kentucky thing I went in detail a little bit because you know I go in detail about my previews and my games I ain't going in deep detail because I mean really I feel like it's one-sided I feel like there's really nothing for me to go in detail with about and the Caleb Williams situation was really nothing to talk about because everybody probably was seeing that happen but we're going to get into the next topic, and that is Tom Brady has decided to hang him up after 22 years. I want to start off by saying this to Tom Brady. Thank you for all the great memories and the legacy that you've left on this game. Brady left a huge impact on the game. I mean, this man was drafted 199th overall in 2000. And became the greatest quarterback we will ever see. I, I, I believe we would never see another Brady. There would never be another Tom Brady. Brady left a huge impact on this game. He, I always say this. I always say this. I know he went to Tampa and had all the time around. But if you really look at the Hall of Famers he probably had in New England, there's really not that many on the offense. I mean, you got Randy Moss and Gronk. I think that's the biggest two. But everybody else, they was role players. And Brady made them better. Brady made that team click. And I feel like this man, Brady was so good. Brady did stuff, you know what I'm saying, that we and we we take it. And a lot of people didn't like Brady. I don't like Brady. I'll never forgive Brady for the Super Bowl against the Falcons when we blew the league. 
But I have nothing but the utmost respect for Brady. And, I mean, this man's stats speak for themselves. A seven-time Super Bowl champion. Five-time Super Bowl MVP. Three-time NFL MVP. He's a 15-time Pro Bowler. He leads <clears throat> NFL career passing yards with, eight, with 84,528 career passing touchdowns and 624 touchdowns. And he has the most wins, pass attempts, pass completions for a quarterback in NFL history. This man has more Super Bowls than, over, than more than most franchises in the NFL. Like, wins. I mean, more than they have appearances. And Brady has done so much for the game, and you can't discredit what this man has done. You know, for people like me that don't like Brady, I have all the respect in the world for Brady because Brady's done so much for football, so much for the young talent coming in. People, when you people watch football, they look at Patrick Mahomes, Michael V. Now, but when we was growing up, everybody was like, man, Brady. The... <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Brady's this, Brady that, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wanted to play in the NFL. And now you got people my age coming in the NFL that grew up watching this dude. And then they like on the field, like, I'm playing against Tom Brady, bro. Like, you realize how many athletes have had the privilege to play against Tom Brady that would never forget it? Like Jalen Ramsey. The thing on, he posted something on Twitter and said, Tom Brady's last touchdown was against me. <laughs> Started laughing about it. I'm like, that's just, like, I mean, he might, he's being funny about it. He didn't like it. It's, <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys. He didn't like it, but at the same time, man, that's like an honor. It's like his last touchdown was against me. And like Mike Mike Evans said, his last touchdown was to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you do remember them things when you play with somebody. Like, like the players that played against Jordan, the players that played with Jordan, they remember the last game with them or the last time they played them. They remember stuff like that because Brady was – the game of football is going to change. The NFL without Brady is gonna be tough at first. It's like it's gonna feel different. You know, we're so used to Brady coming back, coming back, coming back. But he showed signs this past year. He was hey hanging him up, winning or lost. Now, I don't think he's going out bad. Yeah, he lost in the division. I'm pretty sure that goal was Super Bowl. Brady's goals. Every football team, their goal was Super Bowl. Even if they're a team and know they're probably not gonna get there, that's your goal. That's what you want. And I feel like <clears throat> excuse me, guys, I got some in my throat tonight. I'm sorry. But I feel like Brady Went out on his terms. Win, lose. This year in the postseason, he was going to retire. Hang I think he had his mind made up. Maybe not to, during the season. He wasn't thinking about it. But I think like when he was when he finally got that last game, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm done." And I feel like he's done everything he can. I mean, we gotta think about this. Listen to this stat line. This is this year in his final year, forty three, forty four years old, five thousand three hundred sixteen yards passing. 67 completion percentage and 43 touchdowns. This man went. You don't see this stat line from any quarterback that's retiring. It's played 15 pushers in the field. You don't see a stat line that they say, I'm done. Most of them, they off. You might, they might get around 4,000. might get about 25, 30 touchdowns with like 15 picks because they're slacking because they're not the same quarterback. But this man was still consistent playing football. This man was leading in the field passing yards. Like, you can't say, you know what I'm saying, man? Like, Brady done everything he could. His career, he left it all on the field. He loves the foot sport of football, and it's time for him to hang him up. He believes it's time to hang him up, and it's time to do that next step in his life. Who knows? Brady might own a football team. Brady might be a commentator. He might be a coach. But I think honestly, right now, it's time for him to go home with his family. You know, on the road for twenty-two years, constantly being passionate about what he loves.
And I know this is the hardest decision he probably ever had to make. But I believe Brady made the right decision. He hung him up on his terms. He hung him up knowing that he gave everything to the sport he loved. And to that, Brady, we thank you. We thank you for the 22 years of your loyal love to the game of football that we love to watch. We thank you for the iconic games. We thank you for the wins, the losses, the records, the GOAT status that you got, the everything that you do and, and that you've done for the football and for the future of football. It's greatly appreciated. We wish you nothing but the best in your post-retirement. I know we'll hear from you, hear about you. I'm pretty sure you'll be on TV doing stuff, and we, we'll see you. Can't know how soon. But then that brings me to the last topic, and it's the future of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm going to go ahead and speak on this off the rip. This ain't rebuilding year. This can't be. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to list the free agents they got coming from this team. Chris Godwin. Jason, Pierre, Paul, and Dominic Sue, Gronk, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, and Carlton Davis. Now, I'm going to go through this list of who I think is going back and who I think is not. And I'm going to give you why I really think this team's still going to be good if they can just get the pieces back next year. Chris Godwin, I definitely believe he'll come back. Jason Pierre, Paul, I believe he'll come back. Dominic Sue, he's at the age where he might retire, but he might put in one more year. He always seems to do it. And Gronk, I bet. Seven, nine times out of ten, I believe he'll retire because Brady did, but he might even come back. And then I believe Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones will definitely come back with this offense. And I believe Carlson Davis, there, the corner, will definitely come back. Now, the biggest thing everybody's talking about is the rebound. They just lost Brady. But this team was good before Brady got there. People failed to realize that. That with James Winston, I mean, they weren't a winning team, but James Winston threw 30 picks in a year. They was a team that could score, that could play, that was good, and they got better around Brady, and I think they'll continue to grow. In my personal opinion, they'll continue to grow. But because you, because you got a rookie quarterback in Kyle Trask who's been behind Brady, they can give him a chance next year. Or you can go to free agency, and you can try Cam Newton if he don't go back to Carolina and Marcus if he don't go back to Las Vegas. I don't see Marcus going back to Las Vegas. I think he'll test free agency. And my prediction on him was he was going to go to Pittsburgh if Tom Brady didn't retire. But I think he'll end up going to Pittsburgh or Tampa. And I know we got the other two names out there, Jimmy G and Rodgers. But Jimmy G, I don't think they'll take that risk. Jimmy G's got a good playoff record. He's good, you know what I'm saying? But I don't think they want to take that risk with Jimmy G because I don't think Jimmy G can still lead a football team to the Super Bowl by himself. I think he has to have that defense and that running game with him. And he had it this year, you know what I'm saying? The defense carried him and they carried him. He has his games, but that decision he made, you can't do that in playoff games that he did against the Rams. And I don't think they'll take that risk. And Rodgers, honestly, I think it's Green Bay or Denver. I think... Honestly, he's either going to toughen it out, finish his career at Green Bay, or he's going to end up going where his offensive coordinator went in Denver. Because Denver's got a good enough team where they can compete. Honestly, they can't compete. Um, and I like I can see him following following them. But I don't think this is a rebuild year. I think the future of this can still be consistent and win. Now, I think if they go three or four years and they can't get the pieces right and they can't get like past like the wild card or can't get past, they will rebuild. And, again, it's going to be a downfall. You just lost Tom Brady. But I don't think this is a full rebuild where they got to start over, cut, release people, trade people, go through the draft. And that's another thing. They can go through the draft. There's good quarterbacks coming out of the draft this year. Coming in the draft this year. Um, So, I mean, I think there's three different ways they can go about it. They can go about it through free agency, the draft, or they can try Kyle. Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask and whoever quarterback he did his thing in Florida, 
He just got drafted to Tampa Bay, who who got Brady. So, I mean, I don't see this being a rebuild year for Tampa. I honest to God, I don't. I think this team's got the ability to consistently keep winning because, I mean, if you look at it, Carolina's struggling in our division. Atlanta, we can't get pieces together. And New Orleans just lost Sean Payne. So who knows what New Orleans is going to do. Tampa consists to sit there and be a 9-18 and probably make the playoffs in the next couple of years. And they can build off of that. I don't see Tampa rebuilding. That's just me. I think they got too much talent. If these players come back free agency, they'll still be a team that can win. But they've been around Brady. They've learned more from Brady. So they're going to continually, continuously get better because they learned so much from Brady. Because when you have somebody like Brady on your football, on your team in any sport, it's like Jordan. The, um, Freddie Freeman is an example because that's my favorite baseball player. I'm using like like that right there. You have them people on your team. You're gonna learn from. Them, you're gonna get better from them. But no matter your position, because his IQ of football was going crazy high. Brady understands so much, especially on the offensive side. They got so many weapons that this thing could still be good even if they lose Brady and Gronk. You get you a quarterback, and I think Marcus Mariota got screwed out of the Tennessee thing. I think he could. I think Tennessee would be better if Marcus Mariota was their quarterback. I think Marcus Mariota is a great quarterback that could turn into an elite quarterback and can be one of the best in football. And I think this lineup right here will benefit him or Cam or Kyle Trask. I think Kyle Trask could do good with his offense. I think that losing Brady, yes, it affects you. But I don't think it turns them into full rebuild. I don't think they fully rebuild because Bruce Aarons is a great head coach that can definitely rebound this, can rebound from this and make this still a good team. I don't see this being rebuilt. That's me. I know I keep saying that because I don't. I don't think if they bring Chris Godwin back, Jason Pierre, Paul, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, and Carl Davis back, the main free agents back, maybe Dominic Sue, that they could start losing and they start having losing records. I don't see that now. If you now, if you was to get a rookie quarterback, he would struggle. Yes, if Marcus Mariota or Cam Newton or even Aaron or Jimmy G struggled over there. Definitely, but if they win, they was against Aaron Rodgers. They definitely gonna be in the playoffs, and Kyle Trask could struggle a little bit. But just a 50-50 chance. I mean, because you got players around, it's gonna make them look better. I mean, as a quarterback, you want talent around you. You've got talent. They're gonna be able to get a decent quarterback through free agency. Kyle Trask, he just he spent a year behind Brady, so I'm pretty sure he learned so much from Brady in the year he was behind him. And I still think even with a decent quarterback, this team could still win. And if you get a young, decent quarterback like Kyle Trask or the rookie, you can, they can grow from it and get better. And Marcus Mariota, he's still at the age where he can, a couple years, he can still grow. And Cam, I think Cam still has it in him, man. I think Cam can hit this offense and they can do something with so, I mean, it's, it's Kyle Trask, um, Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota. And I'll say Jimmy G. I'll say Jimmy G, but I think that's a risk. But I'm just saying Jimmy G's a mediocre quarterback. That's mediocre. You could probably make that work with the talent they got around him. My biggest thing with Jimmy G is his decision-making in the games. He needs to have decision-making in. You know he's always had the defense, the running backs. He's got receivers around him. I mean, you got Debo who's out here running for over 500 yards and receiving for over 1,400 yards in the season. And I'm not saying Jimmy G's not a good quarterback. I'm saying I don't put him in elite company. I'm not putting Cam in elite company. Cam ain't been the same since his MVP year. And Kyle Trask ain't even touched the field in meaningful, in meaningful snap shit. But what I'm saying is this. You get a decent quarterback that you can depend on. With the talent you got, this team's good. 
And I'm not trying to go back off the Jimmy G thing. I literally say it's too risky because to me it's too risky. But he is a decent quarterback, and I still feel like they would win games. I just think he, I just don't think he's gonna get them to the promised land, to a Super Bowl championship. But I think Kyle Trask, if he keeps growing, and you give him that chance, I think that it's an iffy on Kyle Trask too. It's iffy because you know we we don't know what Kyle Trask gonna do in the NFL. But with Cam, we've seen what Cam can do. And if Cam gets back to the old Cam, they dangerous. And if Rogers was, and if Rogers was to go. To, Bay, which would be smart on his part. But I just see him stuck on two options. I'm not saying that he ain't spoke on, but that's just my opinion on it. If Aaron Rodgers was to come here, which is definitely an option, I just don't think it's going to happen. Because like I've done told I think he's either going to finish his career on Green Bay and just deal with it, or he's going to go to Denver. I just don't see it happening. But if he was to go to Denver, they would still be this team. They might have two more losses per year. Rodgers is still a dude that's putting up numbers and still a top five quarterback in the NFL, even at his age. And a draft pick. Now, I put you, I put it this way. I put in categories. The risky ones is Kyle Trask because he's never really started. Getting a rookie quarterback that late in the draft. That late in the first round. But I'm not saying I, I can't do that because look at Matt Jones. What I'm saying is, it's the, to me, this is the risky ones. Is Jimmy G. Getting a first round draft pick, Kyle Trask. It's a risk, but you can take it, and then might, you might get a reward from it. Now, what would benefit you? I definitely believe Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton, or getting Aaron Rodgers would benefit you. But I think any of these options can still get this team consistently winning. Because you're not going to sit there and get a new quarterback and say, oh, we're going to Super Bowl this, this year. No, you're not going to say that. But you can. You can Take a minor step back, build off of it, and get this team back to where you need it instead of rebuilding when you've got the talent around you to rebuild. I mean, the talent around you to still win. Why don't you rebuild when you still got the talent around you to win? Because you're not going to sit there and say, I'm going to Super Bowl next year after you just lost Tom Brady. That's like losing LeBron. You're not going to sit there and say, I'm going to the NBA Finals this year after we just lost LeBron or losing Curry or when you lost Jordan. It's not going to happen. But I definitely believe this ain't a rebuild. I believe they can get a quarterback, even if he's a decent quarterback, and turn this and turn this program around, and turn it, not turn it around because they're still winning, and keep this organization still at a winning level. Maybe not a Tom Brady winning level, but a winning level where you can grow and build and you can get it back to that way it was. Because like I said, you don't lose a superstar like that and go back winning. That's my take on it. Um, if anybody would like to debate me on that or talk to me about it, I'm more than happy to talk about it. I just believe that. You can have any of these dudes that can make it work. Kyle Trask, Jimmy G is iffy for me. Really, Kyle Trask is iffy because he hasn't had a chance. That would be a 50-50. Either he's going to succeed or he's going to fail. Jimmy G, you know he can play. I'm just saying, the only reason I can say he, I feel like he's too risky because I don't think he can take him where they, where they think they can take him. And I could be wrong. Jimmy G might go out there and turn into a superstar with the right team. But Jimmy G is basically saying he's leaving for them. And he's probably going to leave the 49ers and get traded and they're going to work with him. But, and then Cam ain't been the same, but Cam can lead you. Cam's shown the ability. Cam's a former MVP in his league. Cam's not washed up. Cam's went through some things. He's done some things that he probably shouldn't have. And he's missed his hand real quick on career. But Carolina, whole situation, that was crazy. And then New England, he got benched from Matt Jones, came back to Carolina, had a decent game or two. And then, you know, it's back to the old, back to struggling Cam. But Cam is a successful MVP in this league. Cam can still do it. And I believe in Marcus Mariota can still lead a football team. 
So yeah, my only two biggest, my only three big, two biggest risks you, that you would really take as an organization is putting in Kyle Trask and drafting the first one draft pick. But I mean, you can't really call it risky because Kyle Trask got drafted. You never know if you don't give an opportunity. You don't never know if you don't give a rookie quarterback opportunity. But more than likely, they're not going to draft a quarterback. When you are. If you're going to go with the way that you're going to get a young buck in, a young quarterback, you're going to go Kyle Trask. You're not going to draft a quarterback because you got Kyle Trask. Unless you want to do a competition thing, like a Kyle Trask versus a rookie. You know, but they could either go the, the young route, Mark, which I'm going to go ahead and rule out draft pick. You can either go the young route and get Kyle Trask, or you can go the veteran route and get somebody like Jimmy G, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, and Marcus Mariota. That's my perspective on it. I think this team will not rebuild. I think if they get these, they, they if they smart, they'll sign as many of these free agents that there was good, that was quality players for their team this year. Get them back and get them a decent quarterback. Go try Kyle Trask out, and I think they'll still be a, a winning team. And maybe not, maybe not a playoff team. Maybe they'll fall nine and eight this past next year with Kyle Trask or even a new quarterback. But then I feel like years to come, they'll be back in the playoffs, and there won't be no rebuild. It'll just be a, a small downfall to a, to back up to where they're at. Because you ain't just going to replace Tom Brady to be the same team. Unless you was to get somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who still did that ability, you know what I'm saying? And Jimmy G might ball out, Cam might ball out, Marcus might ball out. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I feel like you will have a little downfall slope, but I don't think you're going to be like 4-13 if you get a decent quarterback and you sign these people back. That's just my perspective on. Like I said, if anybody disagrees with me, we can talk talk about it, man. I got no problem talking about it. That's the way I look at it, and I feel like this is no rebuild for Tampa, even if you're losing Brady. But that's gonna basically be it for the, the show today, guys. So I'm gonna hit this up with a prayer, and we're gonna head out. And we're gonna enjoy this Wednesday. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this great topics that I was able to come up with for this show today. Thank you for people listening to me and hearing me out about what I say, and like I and I. Love talking about sports. This is what I love to do. Thank you for giving me the ability to do what I love to do. And I greatly appreciate it. And um, and I pray that you continue to bless me and my family and everybody else and their family. You give us a great rest of the week. And you get, have it safe on the road from going back and forth to work. And have get each and every one safe with all this COVID stuff going on, Lord. And I pray that you continue to bless us. And we continue to follow in your name, Lord. And that we continue to live our life through you. In Jesus' name, amen. Like I said, guys. If y'all ever want to talk about sports with me, like if you ever disagree with something I say on my show, man, I have my email on Facebook, I have my Facebook, I have my Anchor, I have my Spotify, app, I have all that stuff, and it's got all my information on, on, on there, and we can chop it up and talk about it, man, because I love talking to somebody that disagrees with me about something, so we can just, you know what I'm saying, especially outside, I love doing that. That's one of the reasons why I got into this, is I love debating sports, you know? And I know some people going to disagree with me and think what I said was wrong. That's how it is. You know, that's how it is with sports. Because everybody looks at something different. But, like I said, if anybody disagree with me on this, wants to talk to me about it, I got my Facebook, I got my Instagram, I got my email. You just hit me up and we'll talk about it, man. And if you want to get on a show and talk to me about this, we'll get on a show and talk about it. I'll schedule stuff when I, go to, when I go to the recording studio. Saturday or Sunday, we'll chop it up and we'll talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, that's it for the day show, though. But it's for the day show. And like I said, anybody that disagrees with what I say, which I know people going to disagree with what you say. That's one thing about this business. One thing about getting into sports is that nobody's ever going to agree 100% with what you say. And that's 
like I was like I was just saying, it's why I love sports because you can debate with anybody because not everybody's gonna agree with what you got going on, or or uh, what you got going on, but with what you say, and and that topic is that sport, and that's why I said if anybody disagrees, you can always hit me up. We can talk about it, and then if you ever get, if you feel like you want to get on my show, you want to debate sports with me, just let me know, and I, I'm always happy to have a guest. That's my goal is to start having guests on a daily. That way, you know, I can grow and build. And I feel like I'll get my name out there more. I do got people that's going to be my podcast later on. I got, like I said, I got Malik Feaster from Stevens County. Plus, Jacksonville State, who's going to be on my podcast once he gets back in Georgia. And Anthony Turner, who is preparing for the NFL right now. Plus, I'll be on my podcast whenever he has the time. So, I got plenty of people that I plan on having on here. I don't mind having anybody new on here. And guess what? I would like to have guests every day. And I appreciate all y'all for tuning in. I appreciate all y'all for joining the show. I hope you have a blessed Wednesday, and I'll see y'all Thursday morning at 9.30. Peace out. All gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes. All 2022. Peace.